Amen. And as we turn to the book of Matthew, I appreciate that. As we turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 6, and we're going to go verses 9 through 13, and this is the, uh, the Lord's Prayer. Let's please stand to honor the reading of his word. If you can't stand, I understand. I understand that you can't stand. But it says this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And, and, and for this opening, I, I was going to use another version. I had to use King James just because it's just because I guess out of uh, habit. This just didn't sound right for me. After this manner, therefore, this is verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. I'm a big fan of many, many things. I'm a big fan of many, many things in life. You all know that. You know me. I love many, many things, many movies, many music things. I like all sorts of stuff, obviously. Uh, I like many people in life and many uh, actors and musicians. And one of the people that I'm a big fan of is Old Blue Eyes. I'm a big fan of Frank Sinatra. Old Blue Eyes, the boss. In fact, I watched a documentary about him this week. I didn't like all the things he did, obviously. All the things he was involved in, I didn't like all that. He did a lot of things that I didn't agree with. In fact, he was a very simple man. But I liked a lot of the things, that uh, the music he was in. And he was an actor, too. And I liked that. He won an Oscar. And uh, I liked that. He was many, many things that I didn't agree with. But he was also, besides that, being a, a good uh, musician, a good singer, a great singer, in fact, and a good actor. He was also a puppet, a poet, a pirate, a pauper, a pawn, and a king. He was up and down, over and out, and he knew one thing. Each time he found himself looking flat on his face, he just picked himself up and got back in the race. That's life, that's life, and he did it his way. Okay, now that I'm done with all that. I had to do that. I, I don't know why. I had to. I'm a fan of the guy. That's why I'm wearing a Frank Sinatra tie. I uh, And it's technically not one of his ties. He actually had a... I didn't know this till recently. I was looking for a Frank Sinatra tie, one of his pictures on it. He actually had his own brand of ties. I didn't know that, but he did. The fact is, is I was a fan of him, uh, a lot of things he did and all, but not all the stuff that he did in his life. Uh, but uh, that's the facts. And the title of the sermon today is, That's Life, My Way. That's the title, That's Life, My Way. And we read a while ago in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, we read the prayer of the Lord, the Lord's Prayer, that Jesus spoke unto the people up on the mount. And as he read, as he spoke that to the people, we hear all the time, thy will be done. So oftentimes we hear that. In fact, when Jesus was praying in the garden, 
He said, Lord, thy will be done. He said this because Jesus really didn't want to die on the cross in the sense he, he came to do that. He said, Lord, if there be, Father God, Lord, if there be any other way, let it be done. He didn't want to be beaten and hurt and all that. Of course, he's human. Who wants to be hurt? He said, Lord, but if it be your will, your will, Lord, not my will, but so very often, remember, we need to say thy will be done, not my will be done, but that's not what many people do. So many people, most people today, most people today, even many Christians today will say my will, my will, not thy will, Lord. My will, not your will. My will, not your will. Not your way, Lord God. That's what a lot of us do. Even we, I have to say, there's times even I have said that, and I don't want to admit to that. I don't want to admit to that. I don't want to say that, but there's times I have done that because huh, doing God's will is not always easy, is it? There's times that going God's will is hard because there's going to be pain and sorrow. But as Christians, we need to follow God's way, not our own. That means we have to be corrected sometimes. Now, we can often say, I don't mind being corrected, but then when God corrects us, we say, but, oh, but God, but God, I don't want to be corrected. We have to listen. Let's look down 1 Corinthians 3.18. Now, I must warn you, as for those especially who are visiting, I read a lot of scripture. It's probably best to write them down. You can look them up, but it, I go through a lot. I'm going to take a seat here as I'm getting my knees are starting to wear out. First Corinthians 3.18 says this, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. The ways of this world are foolishness. I know it seems wise to a lot of people in this world. I mean, they think they know so much. They're talking about the world, the lost. They think they know so much. They think that they're wise. They think, yeah, but I have degrees. Degrees from what? Degrees in how the world was created in evolution? How there is no God? Folks, you don't have to answer to evolutionary goofballs. You have to answer to God. When you die, you're not going to stand before Dr. Fauci. You're not going to have to stand before those people. You're going to, I'm not saying he's an evolutionary. I probably, I have no idea. But you're going to have to stand before the Lord God. That's who you're going to stand for. You're not going to have to stand before Pelosi and other people here on this earth. You're going to stand before the Lord God. You're not going to have to stand before people that you see on television. That's my point. It's not political. But you're not going to have to stand before those people or even your mama or your papa. You're going to stand before the Lord God. That's who you're going to stand before. We need to remember that. Thy will be done, Lord God, not my will be done. 1 Corinthians 10.24 tells us this. Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. Now, this is hard. This doesn't mean that do good for everyone else and not for yourself. It just simply means, as we often speak, and I know I quote it all the time, the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That's Matthew 7, 12 and Luke 6, 31. And we, we say it all the time, do unto others as you have them do unto you. But the truth is, we need to be like Christ, do his way. Treat people the way we want to be treated. Do well to them. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Now why are we saying this? 
because so often many want to live their way. They want to live in sexual filth, and we're going to get to all this. They want to live in vile filth of the world. They want to live the way the world tells them to, and they tell them in movies. They tell them in song. They tell them in so many ways. And folks, I understand. I'm human too. There's things that I want to do, and I want to. I want to because I have flesh like everybody else. I want to do these things. I want to listen to the flesh. I want to overeat. I want to speak things I shouldn't want to speak. I want to do these things, but I'm not going to do these things because the Spirit of the Lord says no. And so, therefore, I cannot and feel justified in it. I'm not saying I can't do it, but I can't do it and feel good in it because the Holy Spirit says, no, 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 no. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not saying I haven't slipped. I'm not saying that I haven't fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We know that. We know that. We know that we slip. We know that we fall in the flesh. We know that. But we need to continue to follow the Lord, not live in vile, ungodly, unrighteous ways. We need to get back up again. We need to live in God's will, not our own, not my way, but thy way, Lord. We need to do it God's way. And we can see this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 through 5. Listen to what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 through 5. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 through 5. It says, Men will be, we're talking about the last days. That's that's where we're living, folks. It says, Men will be lovers of themselves. Back to my way. Men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. Now, this doesn't sound like what you see all the time. I don't know what else does. They'll be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Natural affection. Okay, we're talking about homosexuality. We're talking about all sorts of other affections, but we'll get to that in a moment. Truce breakers, eh, breaking promises, we know. Truce breakers, slanderers, unrestrained. They can say anything they want to. We know that. People just, they have no restraint. They don't hold back at all, do they? No, people just say what they want to say. Well, I feel like it, so I just do it. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. We know that. Slanderers, unstrained, fierce, despisers of those who are good. Oh, man. When I was a kid, you liked the good guys. That's the way it was. You liked the good guys. And nowadays, people love the bad guys. They, they want to be loud, obnoxious. and I'm not saying that you don't like the bad guys sometimes to, to fight the good guy. But, man, I've never in my life seen people cheer for the bad guy to kill the good guy. Come on now. Come on. Traitors, reckless, conceited. Oh, prideful. I never understood the prideful. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Oh, my goodness. Now, listen to that again. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now, look. There are things that we might pleasure in. Things we shouldn't. That We're not going to justify that. No, but listen when it says more than lovers of God. If you ever find yourself loving the things, and especially when you know, and you know when you're doing something you shouldn't, and you love that more than you love God, who set back, pray on that. Don't listen to the devil, because you know what he's going to do. He's going to say, oh, if God really loves you, there's just nothing wrong with that. Look, he loves you, but he loves you enough to tell you what's right and wrong. And if you love the Lord God, you're going to say, well, Lord, I know I'm doing wrong. You know, years ago, living on a diet, I didn't know why I wasn't losing weight. Because I was eating Big Macs with my dietary plan. That's why. Folks, we're going to call the Big Mac a sin. I'm sorry, McDonald folk, but it's true. The fact of the matter is, is you can't be eating on the Big Mac of sin 
and wondering why you're gaining weight of sin on top. Because you know why. You know why. Put the Big Mac down and pick up the spiritual diet. You know what's right and wrong. You know. You know. James 3.16 says, For where there is envying and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. Folks, we know who the master of confusion is, and it's not God. When Satan brings in confusion, your mind's all befuddled, and you know that. If you have confusion in your life, get rid of the things that are bringing in confusion. We, we know what brings clearance. We know what brings purity. It's not the things of the world. That's just not. You know, there was a man in the Bible who God chose. Now, God didn't want a king for the land of Israel. This was in the, the book of uh, 1 Samuel. And I'm not telling you to go there. I'm just telling you you can write it down if you want to look it up sometime. But it was in the, the book of 1 Samuel. And God really didn't want a king just yet for Israel. God, you know, he happens to know everything, in case you didn't know. But he knew it wasn't time yet. But the people just wouldn't shut up, and they would not quit complaining. So God said, all right, fine. You're going to have your way. They're going to have their what? Their way. They're not God's way, but their way. So finally, he said, fine. Okay, have a king. So they chose the tallest man they could find, which was Saul. God said, it's the tall one. They chose Saul. Saul became king. Saul was, was anointed by God, and he was listening to God at first. At first, he listened to God, and he went by God's way at first. But after a time, Saul decided, King Saul, decided to quit listening to God, quit doing what God said. And Saul started doing things his way, my way, Saul thought. And Saul lost, lost his anointing from the Lord God. God said, fine, you want it that way? Okay, you will not be anointed. You're not my chosen anymore. And God chose a different king. He said, my anointed will be David. And so he chose David, and David would be the new anointed one. And we, you know the story of King Saul and David. and It was a long, long haul. It was a long story. So many people say they love God. So many people say, I love God. I want to live for God. Anything he calls me to do, I'll do. But saying it and doing it are two different things. You can say it all day long, all night long, and then some. But then God comes a-calling. God comes a-calling. Do this for me. Do that for me. Be obedient. Stop this. Stop that. Help me with that. Come and do this. And sometimes people say, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, Lord God. Whoa. Now that's pushing, Lord. That's really pushing. You, you want me to, to live for you, but that's really pushing. Now, I know, I know, Lord, you know everything. I know that, but you know I can't do that. You, you don't think God knows what you can and can't do? You don't think God knows what you can and can't do? I think God knows. He knows what I can and can't do. But, folks, I had the audacity when God called. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute. But people often say, but, God, that's your way, not my way. God, that's your way, not my way. Folks, God knows what you could do. They might even say, I love God, but I want to live a life for God my way. You probably heard it before. You might even thought it before but about yourself. I want to live for God my way, not that other way, not that Bible way. But, but me and God, we have our own deal going. We have our own way. Go no, you don't. 
God doesn't make a special way just for you. He's not a respecter of persons, which means he doesn't make a special way. His way is one way, one way, one way only. Now I'm going to turn to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20. And it says this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 20. This is, of course, Paul speaking. See then that you walk carefully, not as fools, but as wise men, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand that the will, what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, for that is reckless living, but be filled with the Spirit. I'm at the Holy Spirit now. Verse 19, speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 21 says, being submissive to one another in the fear of the Lord, of, the, of God, which means in respect of God. That's what that means, in respect of God. Okay, we need to remember, if we love God, we need to respect God. We need to follow God. We need to live in fear of him. That doesn't mean being afraid, but it does mean living in respect of God. In 1 John 2.6, John says this, Whoever says he remains in him, talking about the Lord Jesus, whoever says he remains in him ought to walk as he walked. We need to walk as Jesus walked. We need to walk as him, talk as him. Remember, Jesus lives within us. We need to allow Jesus to be the one who leads us in his will. 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, folks, we're saved. We know that. We're saved by grace. We know that we're saved by grace. So does that mean it's going to be easy as night and day? No. Every day is going to be hard. But we know that Jesus Christ will help us if we call out to him. We can walk with him. Christ can help us if we allow him to. 2 Timothy 1.7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, means being afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Self-control. That doesn't mean that I can do it, but through Christ it can be done. So many times people say, Oh, I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop drinking. I can't stop gossiping. I can't stop overeating. I can't stop being afraid. I can't stop doing this. I can't stop doing that. I can't stop giving into lust. I can't stop giving to hate. I can't. Stop. Yeah, okay. But through Christ, what's possible? All things are possible. Not because I'm so great. I know it's hard for you to believe. I'm not so great. But Christ is great. Who is great? Christ is great. And through Christ, what's possible? All things are possible. That's right. Through Christ, all things are possible. Because Christ can do it. And he's done it for us on the cross. And not just on the cross, but he rose from the grave. Praise the Lord God. It's been done for us. It says in 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, from all unrighteousness, from all unrighteousness. Yes, he'll help us from this. And as I said a while ago, he'll give us that self-control. If we ask for it, 
That's 2 Timothy 1.7. And write that down because that's going to help you. Anytime that Satan, and by the way, Satan will tell you, you can't stop those things that are hurting you. Uh, Self-control. That's something God will give you through Jesus Christ. 1 John 2, 16 and 17. Boy, this is a good one. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world and its desires are passing away. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. Whoo, that's powerful. That's powerful. Man, that's powerful. Man, those things of lust, those things of the world, they're, man, I'm going to stand up now because I feel the power of God coming on me. Whoo, it be. I'll tell you, the, listen, the power of the world is passing away, but the power of God lasts forever and ever and ever. Oh, man, he's not going to stop us. I say us, not him. They can't stop him. Can't stop Jesus. Oh, no, he can't stop the power of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord God. He can't stop the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says in Luke 9.23, oh, this is very powerful. Remember this. Luke 9.23, then he said to them all, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. Oh, I love this. Take up his cross daily and follow me. You know, that's not very encouraging if you consider the fact he's talking about taking up a death sentence. But if you consider the fact he's saying, take it up daily and follow me. Folks, we got to take up thy cross and follow me. I heard the master say, we need to take up that cross and follow Jesus Christ daily. Jesus knew what he was going to go through. He knew he was going to go through hard times. He knew he was going to go through suffering. He knew that every single day you're going to go through physical problems, through spiritual problems, through emotional problems, through mental problems. He knew that people are going to say things that are going to hurt you and put you down. More importantly, him down because of you. You're going to hear horrible things because you love Jesus Christ. But he said, that's okay. Take up the cross. Keep following me. Don't do it your way. Do it my way. Not your way, but thy way, Lord God. That's what he said. You see, here's the important thing. Your way can change. Your way can change. When I was very, very young, believe it or not, and this is going to be hard for you to believe, when I was very, very young, two, three, four, I was dangerously shy. Dangerously shy. I was. In fact, I was scared to talk. Now, I know that's hard for you to believe. I was scared to talk. You can ask my mom. I was. I was scared to talk. I'd hide behind her skirt. Behind her dress, I would hide behind her when we go out. I was afraid. I was so insecure. Horribly insecure. I still fight that sometimes, to be truthful about it. I was horribly insecure. But when I got a little bit older, I learned to talk a little more and a little more. And you know how I did it? I learned to sing. But I didn't just learn to sing in front of people because that didn't happen right away. I learned to sing at home by listening to that lady right there, my mama. I would hear her singing with records. And to be truthful with you, the Carpenters, I'd hear her sing with the Carpenters and with, uh, oh, um, not just the Carpenters, a few other people. I hear her listen to uh, the Mamas and the Papas and a few others. And I, I actually learned to harmonize doing that. But I, I learned to sing that way, but not just learned to sing. My mom would inspire me to get out and talk a little more. And my dad would tell me that it might hurt people's feelings if I don't talk to them at the churches. And so I would start talking because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And he'd say, it's okay, you don't have to be afraid. But my mama would inspire me. And so by watching her, I learned it was okay to, to sing and to talk. And so singing is what helped me not to be afraid anymore 
I started singing around the, uh, the house and with records, and I wasn't afraid. To, and eventually, I started singing in front of the people at the church. But I was afraid, and I would get embarrassed, and I'd start crying. And eventually, that would change in time. I started to change. My way started to change. And eventually, as my way started to change, God would change me to glorify him with singing. And eventually, through that, there would come art. I start glorifying God with that. And I start glorifying God with teaching, eventually with preaching. But all this started with singing. And all this started with me being horribly, horribly shy. And God can change me. And he changed me from that little, shy, blonde-headed boy with the little bitty blue eyes, with a great, big, hefty fellow with no hair, who's preaching in front of you today. But all that I'm saying to you is that God can change us. He can change us. He can change us from one way to another, not because of my way, but because of thy way, Lord God. He can change us to be something that we once were not. And right now you may think, but I can't change. Yes, you can if you let God change you. There was a King Saul. I didn't do that. There was a King Saul, a King Saul who went from being uh, God's way to his way. There was also another Saul, a Saul who went from being hateful and mean, and he changed his name to Paul. Because he went from being hateful and cruel to being his way to God's way. And most of what we've read even here today came from him because God chose to use him and he chose to say, Lord God, take me from my way to thy way. We can do the same today. Let God change us because we want to be used God's way, the way. Jesus said in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, speaking to the people around him, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to say it again. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. For so long, we said, my way. Who do you think is my way? My way is the right way for me. And we said that. But as we mature, and as we grow, we finally say, not my way, but thy way, Lord. That's what we say. Listen to what God says in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is what God's saying. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. It says in Psalm 1830, As for God, his ways has integrity. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all those who take refuge in him. You need to remember these things. It says in Proverbs 12, 28, In the way of righteousness is life, and in his pathways there is no death. We can have eternal life, and as we follow the Lord God, we have nothing to fear. The Lord is with us. Always. And as we're starting to close here, we need to remember, as it says in 1 Peter 2, 15, for it is the will of God that by doing right, you may put silence, put to silence the ignorance of the foolish men. And that includes ourselves. Follow the Lord God, not ourselves. As it says in James 1.22, we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. But we need to follow God in God's way, not our way. And it's true that we oftentimes hear things of the people of the world. Yeah, but Pastor, you're you're quoting yourself here. No, I'm not. I'm quoting the Word of God. We're going to hear things all over the Internet. We're going to hear things all over CNN. We're going to hear things all over 
MSNBC. We're going to hear things all over Fox and the other things. But we need to follow. We need not to follow the things of the news, whatever network you're listening to. We need not to follow those. Oh, okay, I'm not talking about not watching them. I'm talking about we need to make sure that our true news and the good news, the good news comes from the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that's what it means, the gospel, the good news. Good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. For this, this is 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. For this is the good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. I'm going to say it one more time. There are some people in this world who believe that God doesn't want everyone to be saved. That's stupid. Listen to this. Listen, 1 Timothy 2, 3 through 4. For this is the good and acceptable. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Anyone who tells you that God doesn't want everyone to be saved is foolish. They don't understand the truth. God's way is that all come to the way of truth. That all come to the way of truth. And if they don't, it's because of their own decision to go their way, not his way. And we all need to go his way. And Christians, as you mature and get older in your Christian walk, you're going to realize that you need to follow God's way. And as we get older and as I get older, there are things that I sometimes say. We will realize that the end is coming closer to our life. We mature that way sometimes, realizing our life is coming to an end. And I personally often say this, and now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. There's just one way to God forevermore of this, I'm certain. God sent his only son to live and die and rise on that third day. And now he lives in me, and I live God's way. And if you do not live God's way, but you're so busy living your way, that can change today. You need to stop living your way. If your life is filled with problems that you can't understand, if your life is filled with problems you can't understand, and you look upon it and realize because you're not listening to the Lord, that could change today. Because deep down, I think you do understand. I think it's because you've been stopping up your ears and not listening to the word of the Lord and his way. That can stop this very day. No longer your way, but his way. It's time that we all quit being selfish and listening to ourselves. Start listening to God and his way. Two more verses I have for you today. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And one last one is our closing scripture. Hebrews 10.36 For you need patience, so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Now, I know, I know this sermon was filled with a little bit of fun, talking about Sinatra and all that. But here's the truth. 
we need to follow God's will always. We need to make sure that we're following God's will in our lives. We need to make sure that our life is following God's way continuously. Because if we don't, and if we're following our way, we'll be very sorry. We will not receive all the blessings God wants to give us. We will find ourselves very, very sorry in the long run because we may miss out on some things that God has for us, His will. And sometimes we say, but why? Why did I miss out? Because we weren't listening. And it's time, folks. It's time to turn off the television. And I'm talking about myself here. Turn off the television all the time. Turn off all the noise of the world and start turning on the Holy Spirit. A lot of times, Satan tries to interfere when God is speaking to us. Don't be on the phone and talking to people of the world all the time. This is something that I sometimes have failed into. Quit listening to everything else and listen to God and the Holy Spirit. It's time. It's time that we listen to God in His way. Let's bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, I praise your holy name, Lord Jesus. I thank you so very much that you are with us today. I feel your Holy Spirit today. Hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for all the people who are with us here today. I, I, I praise your holy name. I know you're speaking to us, Lord. I can feel it. And Lord God, I pray that there be anyone here today, Lord, who is being called by you to come forward today, that they will, that they not be afraid. They listen to your will, your way, that we start coming forward more often. That we not stand back because we're afraid what others will say. Because it doesn't matter what others will say. It doesn't matter what others will say in our lives. It doesn't matter what others will say, even in this church. It only matters what you, our Lord and Savior, are saying to us even now. Yes, we're Christians if we have asked Jesus Christ in our heart. Yes, Lord God, we have a life with you. But Lord, if you're calling us forward because you want us to be obedient and hear what you have to say, I pray that we will do so. I pray, Lord God, that we will start putting you first always. That we'll be obedient to you and listen to your will and your way in our lives. And Lord Jesus, I pray if there be anyone here today who physically needs healing, who spiritually needs healing, who mentally is needing help, Lord God, who emotionally needs help, I pray that this day you will touch them and they allow you, Lord, to touch their lives, so that your way, Lord God, your way will take over their lives. I pray for this, Lord God, and I pray if there be anyone who's home right now watching, who needs you upon their lives, I pray you will touch them, Lord Jesus Christ, and that they will be obedient unto you. I pray this in Jesus' most holy and precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.